0: Hi there, welcome to Across the Table, the podcast of Hannibal the Magician. I am Said Magician, and welcome to episode 33. A little something special this time. There's a lot of things I want to talk about, and I think I'm going to put that off until next week. Um, I'm going to do something today that I've been promising to do for about a month, and getting preparations ready and getting it the way I want it to be has taken some time, but today I want to start on a project um, I'm going to release in the in the murky future I'm going to release an audible version of the book that I published across the table uh, oddly enough named exactly the same as this podcast and uh, I'm going to read it myself and insert in the in the stories that come up insert my own thoughts or some things that might have come to me since I first sat down and typed it out. So today I'm going to release uh, the first chapter, the uh, the intro, um, the the forward, which was done by uh, by Mr. Corsaro, and uh, my first chapter. This one is going to be out to the public, so everybody can listen to it and hear it and get an idea of, of what it's like. The following chapters, the ones that are going to come up uh, after this, the sixteen other chapters are going to be released to Patreon supporters only. Um, I've set it up so that people that support me at a certain rather low level on the Patreon will be able to listen to the book uh, as I read it out about one chapter every two weeks or so. Um, Just to give them something special and as a thank you for the support that they've they've given me. If you would like to support uh, me in my Patreon... I can be found at patreon.com backslash magic artist. And uh, any, any donation is wonderful and, and helpful to help keep this art moving down the road and, and help, help help me bring it out to more people. The podcast relies on it. The video diaries rely on it. The, the performance videos that I'm able to put up on YouTube rely on it. And I rely on you. Um, art is nothing without the audience to see it. It comes from my heart, and it, that would be sufficient enough, but uh, I want you to accept it and enjoy it uh, at your own level. That being said, I would like to, at this point, read to you uh, from the book. This is the first chapter uh, in the, exactly the same way it will be released when it comes out. Across the Table by Christopher Hannibal, also known as Hannibal the Magician, edited my book. Edited by Mick Ayres and Forward by David Corsaro. Copyright 2017, Unique Inspirational Theater. I give thanks to love, who I try to follow faithfully, and who forgives me when I fail. And to my friends, they are the true magic in my life. Forward by David Corsaro. Imagine being a piano player, and you are told to sit down and play a song in front of Billy Joel or Elton John. Or imagine yourself being a baseball player and hearing Derek Jeter suggest that he hit some grounders your way. That's what it's like when you get invited to a special invitation-only convention of the best magicians in the world, and this takes place every year. It's a room filled with literally the best of the best, and everyone performs magic for each other so you must bring your A-game. I have been lucky enough to be invited to this special convention numerous times. When I am performing, I am nervous. But when I am a spectator, I find that my attention is split between watching the performer and watching the rest of the audience as they watch the performer. In my opinion, sometimes watching the reactions and mannerisms of the audience speaks volumes about the strengths and weaknesses of the performer, essentially I am watching how the best react to one of their own. Many years ago, I met Christopher Hannibal at this convention. The very first time I saw him, Hannibal said quite possibly the funniest sentence I have ever heard. It was one line that was so perfectly worded and so perfectly timed that I could barely catch my breath from laughing so hard. I knew that this was someone I wanted to connect with. The following year, I specifically looked at the schedule to see when he would be performing. I was not only excited to watch his performance, but I was equally as excited to see how the rest of the audience would react. I wanted to see if they would be as taken by this man as I was after he said that joke. Hannibal took the stage and carefully put his props on the table. But before he started manipulating those props to create the magic, he began telling a story. Theatrically, Hannibal was setting a mood, if you will. In the hands of a lesser performer, this would be where you would lose the audience. But as he began talking, I looked around the room to see how everyone else was reacting, and I saw something very unusual. Nobody was looking at their phones, nobody was daydreaming. Instead, I saw most of the audience leaning forward in their chairs. They were not doing this because Hannibal's voice was too soft, rather, they were engaged. With only a few sentences, Hannibal captured the attention and interest of some of the best magicians in the world. He could have said anything at this point, and I would have had a 150 plus people eating out of the palm of his hand. Hannibal took this opportunity to tell a beautiful story. He made people laugh, think, and get emotional. That's what Hannibal does. He inspires. In this book, Hannibal has taken several stories and adventures from his life And using his very unique way of seeing the world, crafted a book that will inspire you. It will make you look at the world differently. Ever since I read this book, I have not been able to look at a nickel the same way. Think about that. A nickel went from a coin that I rarely have a use for, to something unique compared to other forms of currency. It became something important, not necessarily to me, but to someone else, and therefore... I now appreciate its importance in the world. While other books have given me strategies and formulas for how to bring out the best in myself, this is the first to make me want to bring out the best in myself. As Hannibal mentions in the book, you are about to set foot onto a road. I hope that some of you look back after several steps and are happy with where the road has taking you, but I feel pretty confident in this. I promise you that if you take this book to heart, if you study it, if you think about it, then no matter where your road takes you, if you look towards the horizon, it will be bright. David Cursaro, July 2017 Happiness is the Road, Chapter 1 A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. la say. And so... This experiment begins with a single word, road. It describes not only the physical location that was my venue, rehearsal space, and office, but also the process itself, the journey to discover ability, character, audience management skills, and much more. In this space, I'd like to explore the realities of being a modern day variety entertainer. In addition, I'll tell you some stories from my own road and tie it in with your journey on your road. The story begins in the summer of 1992. I was working full-time, working scripts and performing for a themed family resort in South Carolina. The main show consisted of live actors interacting with puppets, all very family-friendly. One of the characters we created was a street magician, a friendly hustler type. I found the guy fascinating and shaped him so that I could play the part. In order to be more authentic, I visited a local magic shop and learned a few very rudimentary routines. While there, I was struck by the cover of a book entitled The Experience of Magic by Eugene Berger, so I purchased it. I rehearsed the magic with the other actors and the character became a small hit. Management requested that I use the character outside the theater to hawk and try to entice resort guests to come in and see the show. It worked like a charm and I found my initial footing in the practice of of talking to strangers and getting them to pause and see what was going on. Being guests of the resort, most of them realized I was supposed to be there and played along accordingly. The resort seemed very successful, and I was finally working in show business. The money was much better than the menial jobs I had always held down, and I was enjoying my art as much as my new growing family. As of 1992, my wife Dawn and I had two daughters, three-year-old Carlisle and Avalon Rose, who was just about 12 months along. And lest I'm being too vague, the job paid $20,000 a year, and that was a step up. The whole event seemed like a dream, and, as dreams sometimes do, it went away. Over the course of the holidays, the job vanished quite suddenly. I came to work one morning to find all the doors locked. This wouldn't be the last time that this happened. The resort had failed, so the investors came in overnight and shut it down, firing everyone. I went home to try to figure out my next move. All of my tools, computer, word processor, and magic tricks were locked in the office and technically the property of the ex-resort. I went through the next few days in a funk, calling around to see if I could go back to managing movie theaters or moving furniture, anything. I had a family to provide for. Trouble was, those old jobs weren't going to pay our bills. I had been reading the Eugene Berger book and became fascinated with the concepts he put forth. Now, keep in mind, I hadn't ever performed magic myself before this, and I'd never even been to a magic show. I was completely out of touch with the world of Performance Conjuring. In retrospect, I was really fortunate because I hadn't yet developed the standard bad habits. The tricks that are included in that book were intriguing and seemed exceptionally out of character for me, and as it turned out, they really were, but more on that later. Late one night, while reading and trying not to think of the bills that were going to be piling up, Dawn informed me that the following day we were going to run out of diapers and groceries. We had been waiting on my last check, which, by the way, never came, and our cash was very low, and I sat there terrified. What would I do? Had I hurt my young family chasing after my dreams? Should I do something, do anything, drive a cab, become a waiter, throw the dreams away and and, and go into any kind of menial service I could find just to put food on the table? I was panicking, and I was panicking in a really, really hard and fast way. And in those panicky moments, I came up with a plan. Yeah, and honestly, at this point, I can tell you, it was handed to me. It was it, It's nothing that my clever mind thought up. It just literally popped up and went, Hey, how about this? So the next day, I took a small folding table and a deck of cards, and I went uptown during the rush hour, or the lunch rush hour in Charlotte, North Carolina. I knew one trick with a straight deck, and I used the character I had developed in a real-life situation. I had no choice but to succeed. I had to get people to stop, watch the show, and ask them for money. I was there nearly four hours, and I made $17. $17. I was exuberant, overjoyed. I could buy diapers, milk, juice, mac and cheese, and SpaghettiOs. I felt wealthy. I could feed my family one more day. And we feasted, my little family. I had a long, hard talk with myself and my young wife, and we decided that this was going to be our road. I started studying during the day and hitting the business areas of uptown Charlotte during the lunch hour and in the evenings. I came home exhausted and hoarse, but slowly I learned how to make it pay for us. I learned new tricks from books and sought out other magicians who didn't think like I did. In other words, I learned... From comparison. It saved my life. It made my life. I used my gift. And I used it to entertain and uplift. And the money came. It just... It came. I needed it. I desperately needed it. At first, the whole point of going out on the street was to raise money. But the main thing was to do the show. 25 years later... I've come to embrace that philosophy even more than I ever have. The first thing is the show, the the giving of the heart. So this space in this book will be used to explore stories, characters and lessons and things that I've learned from the edge of the road as a street performer. Along the way, I've performed on grand stages. I've worked in bars and restaurants, trade shows, banquets, cocktail parties, all without losing sight of who I am and what I am about. The road is a great teacher, and there aren't any legitimate shortcuts. But perhaps I can encourage you to stick to your own road and enjoy their journey. Allow me to introduce you to some of the fascinating things I've experienced. Cleaning out some drawers recently, I found my old employee pass from the resort. I stared back at my own past. This kid had no clue to the future, two beautiful daughters to feed, another daughter and son coming in just a few years, both of my parents and Grandma Hilda still living, and a road that had literally just begun. If I could tell that kid anything right now, I wouldn't. The road unfolds just as it should, and I wouldn't change even the painful parts. It crafted me, and it is still saving hearts. Your road is taking you somewhere, and if you keep your feet rigorously to it, strengthen your ability, craft it to your passion, and keep the faith, you're going to go places. And I can tell you, the view along the way is breathtaking. So that's chapter one. In truth, it's actually my own forward. And the beginning of things. Um, but it reads beautifully as a first chapter. And it does tell the initial story. Of where I came from. And, and uh, the, the, at least the beginnings of, of this road. That I've been walking on for some time. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it encourages you to seek out the rest of it. Uh, I will be um, doing my best to keep it faithful. And to keep it going. And um, and I'll see you here soon. Uh, there will be uh, another podcast to follow this one up because this one's going to be short looks like it's going to come in at around 17 minutes but the main thing was to get the uh, to get the chapter out. there will be an episode 34 uh, within the next couple of days because i do have a lot of things i want to discuss and talk about hopefully you're well hopefully things are going your way and most of all i hope that there's love where you are